Do you find yourself screaming at your kids? Then you feel really bad. I know, I've been there. Today I'm going to discuss how we can stop the screaming and be more loving when we are angry towards our children. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Parents yell because they're tired or they're having a bad day. They see their kids fighting or they're running out of time to make dinner or the dog just chewed their brand new shoe or the boss was rude to them. You fill in the blank. There are many things that can cause a parent to lose control and to be angry. In my previous episode 37, I talk about parents who never, ever, ever yell at their children. I hope you will listen to that episode as well. Emotional reactivity and knee-jerk responses can turn us into the Incredible Hulk. Do you have self-control or do you place your self-control in the hands of others like the Incredible Hulk did, making sure to tell your kids, don't push my buttons or I'll explode? You are responsible for your emotions and your reactions. Maybe you've heard a parent say to their child or maybe you have said to your child, you're pushing my limit. It's hard to conceive that a five-year-old has that much power over an adult. When parents result to screaming or even talking in a rude tone, their kids are not hearing the content of the message. They're witnessing the context of it. And the parent is saying to them, in effect, you need to do whatever it takes to calm me down. Your child's not thinking there's a lesson to be learned. They're thinking... I got to do whatever it takes to get mom and dad to stop screaming at me. Parents having a temper tantrum is counterproductive. When we get reactive, we become aggressive and we exhibit immature behavior. We act like, well, children. Our own children see us as a bully to avoid at all costs. Some will say, it's okay. My dad yelled. I turned out okay. Well, that's great. But are you willing to gamble with your child's emotions and well-being? My friend and her siblings were raised by an ex-military father, and he proceeded to raise his children as if they were soldiers at boot camp. She said, although she loved her father, she feared him more than loved him. Her memories of her father of a man who provided for his family and loved his family, but was hard to please and one to fear if he stepped out of line. Most children want to please their parents, but they are kids. They will do immature things. They will make stupid mistakes. They will push our buttons as they seek autonomy. Kids operate off the pleasure principle. What's in it for me? What will make me happy or what will make me feel good? They do things because they are self-centered and not other-centered. I think when we take the time to understand that our children will push back and will be disobedient and maybe seek the reasons why they do it, We can take steps forward to be more understanding and loving in our correction and our responses. We cannot always control what our kids say and do. Our goal is to influence them, not to control them. I hope you will influence them so that they are obedient to your commands. You're not responsible for their responses, but you're responsible to them to guide them and influence them and to help them make wise choices without using tactics such as screaming and bullying. You want to transform their hearts, and in doing so, they want to behave. 
we don't want to be a legalistic, pharisaical dictator. Again, you're not responsible for your child. You're responsible to your child, meaning you are not responsible for their choices. That's what choice means, something you choose to do. If they choose to disobey, take a step back, take a deep breath, and your responsibility to your child is to dole out consequences for their disobedience in an adult-like manner. We are responsible for food, clothing, shelter, love, and guidance. But again, we are not responsible for their choices and their actions. Modeling. I know I say it a hundred times, but it's so important. And self-care as a parent is really family care. When you are free of anxiety and worry, you model that to your children. Encourage them to solve their problems, to become critical thinkers. Also, be flexible. Tolerate uncertainty. Go with the flow. And don't make promises you can't keep. And find joy in every situation and in all outcomes. Avoid situations that cause stress and anxiety. Don't overschedule. You know, when you overschedule, everyone is stressed out, trying to meet deadlines that they possibly can't meet, or if they do meet them, it's with an attitude of not being happy and being upset. Kids need time to rest and play, and parents need time to rest and relax. As best as you can, be fair. Children learn the concept of equity early in life. Try to avoid the pitfalls that can cause us to lose control. Crosswalk has an informative article, How to Keep Your Cool and Stop Yelling at Your Kids. How do you want your children to remember you long after you are gone? With that thought in mind, this is how you will act and behave today. And as always, this is how we raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.